I think I think we're good, man. Let's go to let's let's flip over to the ten minute Coleman's mustard ad that we got set up on the reel there. All right, Evan, take it away. <laughs> the mustard of the future. <laughs> Spicy. Made with vinegar. Jeez. What's it? Coleman's mustard. It can't be beat. It's the yellow gold that you want to eat. Coleman. <laughs> there you go. What's up, guys? Welcome back. The IO panel. Here we are once again, bringing you guys the, the, the techie goodness and about everything else that has nothing to do with tech. So it's just a show about everything. And nothing. Uh, my two tag team partners, uh, Mr. Mike, what's going on, Chief? Yo, yo. How's it going? Absolutely. We're doing good, man. Uh, Evan, the me, the me man down down in the south. What's up, buddy? Hello. Jovial, jolly, occasionally jaded, and likely jaundiced James. <laughs> you got me back. All right. Wow. All right. <laughs> likely jaundiced. I like that. <laughs> Outstanding. Outstanding. <laughs> all right, man. So, uh... Dude, how are you guys doing, man? We've been doing this for like what it feels like five or six weeks, man. Definitely we a world record. Yeah, it's, I think it's good. You guys got to tell us in the comments what you think, man. Let us know if we're doing anything. We can change anything. All right, let's jump right in. Let's get into the news. What what do we got this week? Uh, I'm gonna do a little recap uh, real quick. Last week we talked about uh, protecting some of your data online through using a VPN service, and we sent you a link to a very lengthy comparison. Um, between uh, VPN services, whether they're part of the 14 eyes uh, or not. This week, I have a follow-up link for you. Um, it's at HTTPS www.privacytools.io forward slash pound VPN. Um, it covers reputable VPN services that do not operate within the 14 eyes jurisdictions. There are price breakdowns anywhere from 22, I think $22 or 22 euros up to close to 200 euros. Those prices are yearly. Um, so check them out if you're interested in uh, getting a VPN for some online security. Uh, I think those are ones you can trust. I might actually switch myself and do a comparison. So could yeah, look forward to that. I've been thinking of switching to after I got now the, the spreadsheet that you guys mentioned last week it is it is regularly updated. The guy still updates it, but I think what Evan is referring to on the privacy privacy tools website is a great idea because the spreadsheet is super daunting. There's a million things up there, a million different variables and filters to try to go through, and it's super hard to kind of like narrow it down unless you go through and like plug it all into a database or something, make a database, and then plug it in yourself. Otherwise, it's super hard to use. So um, definitely a much better thing to use is that uh, Privacy Tools uh, VPN suggestion page because it seems to cut right through to the meat of it. Yep. Um, I wanted to mention one thing. The gentleman who made the spreadsheet that you just talked about that has all the, you know, every option like imaginable there, he actually uh, added a beta feature to the spreadsheet. It's called basic VPN comparison. So uh, I just put a link to it in the show notes. And if you go to that, it's going to have, it's going to take you to it. And 
basically it's gonna it's so you know you don't have to look through all the details it's just gonna have um you know the the basic yes or no should you do it you know so the privacy tools io site though is also very good obviously so you know which ones aren't in the 14 eyes jurisdiction which is probably one probably the most important thing honestly but yeah um like i said he he also acknowledged that there's a lot to look at here so he's trying to make it a little simpler yeah and i think he doesn't his whole thing is he doesn't want to say use this one or use that one because he doesn't want to pick right. a side. Although, although in his FAQ, FAQ, he does mention, he says, you know, drop me a line and we can talk about it or whatever. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, I mean, it just depends on, he wants to give you the information and then let you be the judge of how much you care about what aspect and make your own choice. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah, now. Obviously, I'm using a service right now that is operating in the 14 eyes uh, jurisdiction, which I should probably change. <laughs> the only um, the only advantage is that it, uh, you know, it's a big provider and they have a lot of servers all over the place. Yeah, it's a good but, service to get started with. And it's, the, it's actually the same one I've been using for years. I'm very happy with it in general. The only... Um, issue would be if law enforcement is compelled for some reason, um, even though the company does not keep, you know, connection logs or search logs or data logs, if law enforcement feels the need, they can legally basically take over the company and turn all that monitoring on. Yeah. They can basically like business tap you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or whoever, you know. Um, yeah, but, but, okay, so let me just go hypothetical. See, here's what I here's how I interpreted the 14 eyes situation, which was basically like they will – so let's say I connect to a server in Jakarta. Okay, Jakarta is not part of 14 eyes. So if I – or let's say – I don't know if it is or not. I'm just saying hypothetically Jakarta is not a part of it. Okay, so if I do all my work through the server in Jakarta and – and uh, the company that we use doesn't log this information, then technically I should be good to go, right? Because 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 fourteen eyes, the way if I understand correctly, Evan, correct me if I'm wrong. It's fourteen eyes says, "Hey, we can't spy on our citizens, but you can do it for us." So if I use a British server, then the British can report that information. The U.S. can say, "Hey, Great Britain." Here's our citizen information under the 14 eyes charter. Can you please pull this information from the, this server? That's how I interpreted how 14 eyes works. It's not like the U S government can spy. That would still be spying on me. And that's not how it works. It's like we spy on citizens of other countries. They spy on our citizens and we exchange data. Right. Yeah. I think you're, you're correct in that assumption. Okay. So, so it's kind of, I mean, I, I think, but but see what would stop so let me ask you this though just just in general forget 14 eyes okay the, let's say okay it's an american company right. right like the vpn provider that i'm using right now it's an american company they have offices in the us it's an american company right what's to stop the normal united states government you know let's say the district of new york or texas or whatever to issue a a court order that says okay we wanted to we want to 
monitor the internet traffic of Michael, but we see that he's using, you know, a VPN provider. We know he's using this VPN provider, this VPN provider, their offices are in the United States. So we're going to serve them with a subpoena or a court order saying we want to monitor his traffic. I think even though I'm going through the server in Jakarta, which is in Indonesia, but can they even monitor encrypted end to end traffic? It's like, can that company even see your traffic? Is there something that can, can it, so are we implying here they can turn a switch on in their office that now decrypts the traffic right at a, at a gap in their offices or something in their, in their network and they can monitor the traffic unencrypted, even though it's still encrypted for you on both ends. Um, what? Yes. Okay. So basically, um, it's, it's my understanding that if the, you know, government of Texas has something against Mike and they want to monitor his traffic and, um, they get in with this company since they, they, they couldn't necessarily just monitor Mike. They would basically have to unlock their entire system and then they could signal single him out. Right. So I don't think that's likely yeah. to happen. Well, the VPN provider has the keys, right? They have all the encryption keys. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they could just sit in the center and watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, doesn't the who has those those rooms at the the telco buildings or at the, the whatever <laughs> whatever man the 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 internet substations room 43 or whatever it's called NSA or CIA or something where they cap, you know, they're the middleman. They capture everything. Yeah. Well, I've heard that the, the, of course the NSA, you know, we've heard that, that the NSA has that, but I've also heard that even the FBI has that. So I'm not, you know, I'm not entirely sure if, cause you know, they used to have, this is old, like from the nineties, but they were had, they had something called carnivore. <laughs> awesome name. Yeah. Well, that came back to bite him in the ass because it sounded, you know, it sounds ominous. And uh, so people, it leaked, of course, and then people were like, oh, so they, they're like, oh, no, we're not going to do it anymore. And I think they're still doing it. They just, they just changed the name. What's the know? one that's very... like Blue blue Book or something stupid like that, I'm sure. They, like there's Echelon. also something, something similar for uh, where they have like fake cell phone <laughs> yeah. towers. Start from oh, the yeah. Oh, absolutely. What's it called? Does anyone know the name? I can't remember. Uh, no, I just saw something about that though. I saw you could build your own. <laughs> they found those outside of uh, near the place I work. They found a bunch of those all up and down the road. It's crazy because a lot of apparently a lot of local law enforcement, if they use these, I'll just call them striker, whatever. I don't know what they're called. Um, if they use it, I mean they're and just, they're just evidence, fake cell phone towers, right? But if they gather evidence and it comes to light that they used these fake cell phone towers to get that evidence in court that most of the time, instead of admitting that they use that, they'll just drop the case. So even if the person was captured for doing like a serious crime, but if they got the evidence quote unquote illegally, they'll drop the case because they, they still want to be able to use these devices, but they're highly illegal. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't hear that because I've heard that police departments have been using these devices to uh, eavesdrop. You know, or to you know, like they they basically they they put them in a plane, like a Cessna or something, 
and they freaking fly around with the damn thing, mm-hmm. like over an area, and try to capture capture what they can. What police department is doing this, though? Really? I know. I don't know. I just uh, I just sent you guys a link. Um, you guys can take a look. That's uh, how to build your own. Nice. Uh, Add it in the show notes, guys. Build cell your phone. own cell phone towers. Give us access, and we'll put pictures of them up uh, on the thing, and we'll just share it with all our with all our uh, buddies, and we'll all have we'll, we'll get them back, guys. Yeah, they're called they're called stingrays. Oh, there you go. Hey, uh, so James, you said they they found some of those outside your job? Yeah, they found a few, like uh, like a few miles uh, off the main road. I mean, not not on the premises, uh, but you know, very near my job, they found a few of them. And they don't. Well, they, yeah, they said, we not don't know on who the premises. To, but obviously, they know. Uh, they must. Someone knows who they belong to. I mean, you can't just erect a cell phone tower, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, <laughs> in the dead of night, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, it's like what a freaking undertaking. We should set one of these up, guys. Huh? I mean, the Amish are pretty efficient folk. They could probably do it. Raise a barn in an afternoon. Oh, they can definitely. <laughs> they can do three or four of these in a fucking afternoon. Um. Yep. No, definitely. So. Uh, pretty doable. All right. We'll have to try this. We'll try this, guys, and get back to you in a week or so when we have this up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if we don't get back to you, that means we're all in jail. Move on with your lives. Yeah. <laughs> Delete this from your computer, from your hard drives and phones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Delete this freaking podcast. It takes some pretty uh, special. Michael, are you going to post this in the show notes? It takes some pretty uh, specialized equipment, though. You just can't up and, you know, you got to have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. For anybody. Yeah, very cool. Okay, so. Uh, We'll move on to a bit of news. Um, A couple days ago, Microsoft had their build conference. Put a link in the notes for a uh, 15-minute YouTube video that sort of recaps the high points. Um, Some of which are, it's. They're coming out with something called their anniversary update, which is going to contain a lot of features. Um, it's going to link a lot of their systems together. They're going to have Xbox One developer mode, which will let you basically change your Xbox One into a game development platform, um, which honestly makes a lot wow. of sense. I That's cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of shocked they didn't do that uh, sooner. Not like I had the idea four years ago, but... so. You know, how is it going to work? Like, you need you you be able to get a keyboard and a mouse and everything, and you'll be able to start developing or like code, writing code in there. Like, is it? Are you going to get access to the Windows back the back back of it? Or I'm guessing you write you write the code and everything on your PC, and then you can download it to the I don't to the think Xbox so. and I run think, it. I think they're talking about using the Xbox itself as a development. Uh, uh, workstation or platform maybe really? they might be looking into loading a version of windows 10 onto it since it is essentially a computer it's an amd right. processor in there right um mm. yeah but some of the other some of the other features they're introducing um developing uh, something called microsoft inc which i don't know if is if it's already a product or if they're just improving upon it mostly designed to be used on their tablet devices like surface books um, stuff like that, but it it's aimed to improve. You know, writing on a touch surface. Um, you can access your like your most used apps. So if you have uh, one of the one of the apps they 
highlight is sticky notes. Um, and you can, it has like quick access on the right side of the screen. So you can write yourself a note. And if you say, you know, make an appointment, uh, 8 AM tomorrow for doctor, it will recognize that you, you wrote a time and a date and it can put that into your calendar from what you wrote on the screen. That's interesting. That's pretty cool. Um, they're also integrating Cortana with Outlook more. That's so it, it can be helpful, I guess, for, you know, keeping your calendar. But yeah, the the kook in me, I guess, is like, you keep that listening whore out of my email. Because <laughs> that, you know, everything's in there. Yeah. that That's like data mining gold. Yeah, right. right Not right. like Google doesn't do that. Yeah. But if Cortana can like read back your email from a month ago and be like, you were supposed to do this yesterday. Be like, bitch, get out of my mind. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Google's already doing that. Yeah. It's nothing new, but it's nothing I support either. Right. Um, they're also, they, Microsoft has been working with Canonical, which is the company who releases probably the most popular Linux distribution, um, Ubuntu. And they are integrating, Whatever the bash shell and ability to run Linux binaries into uh, Windows 10. So, and it, what it'll do is once you enable or install this feature inside your user directory, um, like app data or something, it basically recreates a Linux file system with, uh, you know, home, um, Etsy, sys, user, all that stuff. And it's, I don't know if it's doing like real time translation or if they're going to have a bunch of, they'll have predefined, um, you know, command equivalencies and everything, but they're, they're aiming to bring Linux developers back over to windows. I don't think that's going to be too successful, but it'll probably be a bonus for a lot of people who might be forced to maintain, you know, a Linux infrastructure using a windows desktop, you know, might make their job a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Um, and finally Microsoft is literally creating a botnet. So in this update, they, they introduced their, their Microsoft bot framework. So you, you can write a bot that. for like, Skype or, uh, you can write a bot for, to order a Domino's pizza. I guess it integrates with Cortana. You can teach it. One of the examples they give is like, um, Send or order two large pepperonis and send them to my crib. It doesn't know what the crib is, but you can you can see through the interface. It'll recognize your speech and you can click on my crib and say, this is a location. Associate this location with my home and it'll learn and you can code your own bots. That's kind of so interesting, actually. That's actually it's interesting. Bad. But I was like, I, this could not be a bigger PR mistake. To be like, we're creating a botnet. Get fucked. You well, are you know a botnet. What? Yeah, well, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> it's obviously worried about people who are like, what's a computer? Like, they don't know. Like, I'm like, why would you like, you don't know what a virus is? Um, you never heard of that? You never heard of botnet? But also, um, to me, I can just wait. Just wait until, like, people find the zero days buried in this shit where they're like, okay, <laughs> some hacker writes a bot that goes on someone's computer that's like, every time I deposit money and you see an email from my bank in Outlook, send a copy of this email with this inf information here and then delete the email or some shit like that. Like 
Yeah. It's obviously a Microsoft sanctioned version of If This Then That, which is a great site, IFTT.com, I think it is. If you, no one's been there, check it out. It's an amazing site. I use it for a lot of things, um, which integrates a, like cross platform with a lot of things. And this is the kind of thing that they need to do to truly do um, the Internet of Things and a lot of other stuff. And that's obviously where they want to go with this. They're trying to compete with Amazon and everything else by giving people these tools like with, with, with uh, Alexa. They have the skills kits that you can build the skills into Alexa so she can do this, that, and the other thing. It's, it's kind of nice, but I feel like there's a lot of like – I don't know. It's, 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 it's like every time one of these companies has one of these big conferences, they release this groundbreaking software, and you're like, this is so wonderful. It's going to be great. It's going to change my life, you know, and then you never hear about it ever again. There's never any support, and then it's the end of it in like a couple of years. Hmm. I almost thought it was an April Fool's joke when they said our bot framework, but nope, it's not. It's true. So we'll see what Silliness. happens with it. When is that coming yeah. out? Uh, um, I think it comes out this summer. the 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 whole anniversary update. Okay, so guys, keep an eye out when when the bot framework comes or comes out. We will send everyone an email with a link in it to get the uh, to spread our bot framework around <laughs> and get you all in our bot framework. And maybe we'll have bots do the show next time. Yeah, <laughs> we'll make ourselves obsolete. Speaking of obsolete, uh, recoil is now obsolete. So I just discovered this uh, this gun. I'm not a huge gun nut, but I find this engineering very impressive. Um, it's a couple years old, but a company called Chris, which is uh, made in the USA. Hooray. They have a, a Chris Vector submachine gun. Comes in a couple different models. There's a pistol and a carbine and I think a full rifle. The full rifle looks pretty badass. The pistol looks like a toy. They all have the same base component. So with the rifle, I guess it's just a different barrel stock and stuff like that, but it looks more legit. The major innovation here, in my opinion, is how it um, it's called recoil mitigation, I think. So when you when you fire uh, when you fire the gun, the bolt recoils, but in in this gun, it has something called an inertia block, which has a, uh, an angled groove. So the bolt pushes back on this angled groove and the inertial, the inertia block moves downward into a, uh, an empty cavity in front of the, the handle and trigger. Now, what this does is provides an almost equal downward force to the uh, upward force traditionally caused by recoil. So you can fire you know, a full clip of uh, 45 caliber bullets. And really the recoil is maybe that of a nine millimeter. If that, um, I put a link to the Wikipedia article on it. I'll probably add some YouTube videos to show you, but it's, it's a very impressive piece of uh, engineering. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the gun is very interesting looking. It doesn't look like a normal, a normal gun, but, um, yeah, I've seen videos of this thing shooting and that it, it, you're right. It is pretty badass. It almost looks like a movie prop, but it's definitely not. If you guys have seen, uh, you know, oh, this is, it's definitely a future gun. 
Like you're like, oh, this is what they shoot in the year 2035, you know, or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been in a bunch of movies. I think it's been in. Uh, it was in the last Resident Evil movie. Like all of uh, Umbrella Corporation guys were running around with that in the last movie. So it's it's been around for a while. It's a very cool gun, super high tech, and it's like it's like someone was thinking when they made it. Like it, it, it's funny, right? You in the gun world and in like every world, right? You get all these people who like they know a lot about their discipline. So they so like. What you what you end up with is like fifty years of all guns that work the same kind of way. You know, it's kind of interesting to see someone say, "Hey, why don't we look at it from a different perspective and do something really cool that is really functional with this recoil medication technology?" It's very interesting. You, it's kind of shocking nobody's done it before. Like you still shoot a gun, it still like goes violently up and to the left or whatever, and uh, you know, shells come out and stuff like that. Like nobody's. You know, besides like bullpup and stuff like that, no one's really done something this radical. So it's a pretty cool gun. The, Go ahead, the last time that I was actually like legitimately impressed with uh, what I thought was an innovation in firearms with was with the um, the bump fire stock that you see a lot on. I think they're H and K SP twenty twos or something like that. Now, granted, twenty two is not. Um, a huge caliber doesn't provide, you know, a lot of kick or recoil, but I thought the bump fire was a pretty interesting way to turn a semi-automatic into essentially a fully automatic. If you can handle it right. I've shot one of those in a five, five, six on an AR platform. How was it? I mean, it's violent. It's hard to get used to and aiming is a joke. Um, but I guess if you're if you're spraying, you're not trying to aim anyway, right? You're just trying to like get as many rounds down range as possible. Um, the way the one I one I used was by a company called Slidefire, and basically it is a stock, same as like what you're talking about. That the stock goes from the back of the stock to the all the way to the uh, to the to the grip, and the grip, the whole thing sits on this sliding kind of rail system that's hidden within the stock. So when you pull the trigger, it uses the first recoil. And you just hold you hold on to the gun like you normally would to bounce, to offset the recoil. You hold on to the uh, to the front uh, foregrip of the gun and just kind of lean into it and keep your trigger finger extended like normal, like you normally would. You pull the trigger and leave your trigger finger and just keep, all you're doing is putting the front pressure on the front of the gun. You're pulling that gun out, and so you're re- you're mitigating the recoil best you can with your hand out there, reached out to the very limit. And the gun is just going off, clack, 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 and your hand is just reciprocating with the gun. It's pretty weird, honestly, but it's cool. It's really cool. It's interesting. Um, hard to shoot, but I guess if you get used to it, I would, you know. But it's more of a novelty, man. Like I'll tell you, in a zombie apocalypse, I would not have a, have have one of those. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like I'm at the range and I just want to go ham. Then there you go. You know, and it's a great way to get around the law. You know, yeah. that's the whole idea. It gets around the, the firearms act or whatever. Yeah, just it struck me as a very interesting and clever piece of engineering. And and that it is, 100%. It's like a a nice, clever way to get around it. It's nice. Yeah. Oh, I saw they had – I'm sorry. I'm going to kind of beat this up for a second. They had that same company. They took two more ARs, put them upside down, put them on a – like in like this custom-made frame on a tripod. And they were like, this is our uh, (laughs) uh, anti-aircraft AR 
platform and it just like reciprocated like with their slide fire thing it's like quack, 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 and it was really cool with the two guns on it upside down and they were just shooting down range with it and moving it around like you would like this anti-aircraft gun but it was two ars on the slide fire mounts it was really interesting hmm. let's see if we can uh i have a video I'll, I'll find the video yeah you've sent it to us before or at least me i've seen it it was, it was awesome yeah <laughs> So let's see. We'll move on to some more innovation um, on from God's green earth. Um, recently, a well, I don't know how recently, but a a recently in the terms of history and dinosaurs, a Tyrannosaurus Rex fossil was found, and it was determined that this was a pregnant female, and they did they they found something interesting in her. Uh, bone structure. There was something called the medullary bone, um, which is grown only when the female is pregnant and it is used as a calcium store for forming the egg or, and you know, the egg shell. And it disappears once, once they give birth to the egg. Why this is interesting is because this is only found in current day pregnant female birds. So hmm. it, it further links the idea that, um, you know, birds and chickens uh, are actually descended from dinosaurs. So in my opinion, we need to continue to factory farm these monsters. <laughs> we need to contain them. And these savages are better off closely monitored and contained where we can control them, just like the Native Americans were. Isn't that right, Michael? Oh, my God. What <laughs> the hell? Savages. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep, them and the Japanese Americans. That's right. Oh, yes. okay. okay. Just hurt, hurt them and... Uh... Okay. We're, uh, Hashtag uh, control the savages. Uh, obviously, obviously joke. Obviously, obviously, <laughs> obviously a joke. No one is saying that Japanese internment camps or uh, those things we put Indians in are good. Okay. Uh, what do they call Michael? Your your mom's from one. Reservation. Reservation. A reservation? Yeah. You mean a jail? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Those are the bad things. No one is saying that. Okay. A protective it, quarantine zone. This is a joke. I will say this, though. I feel like, yeah. I feel like if there is a God... Him turning a T-Rex into a chicken is like a big fuck you to fucking T-Rexes. It's like, it's like, God's like, yeah, you fucked up the earth, so get wrecked. You know what I mean? It's just like, geez, man. Now you're freaking Evan, How the mighty have fallen. Yeah, exactly. Evan, when you were relating this story, I thought I thought you were going to take a different different turn there. You said they found a pregnant, a pregnant T-Rex. So I was like, uh-oh, they found the egg, and they somehow got it to hatch. <laughs> and... And now we're all fucked. Awesome. Honestly, we're probably not that far off from seeing dinosaurs in zoos or, you know, some some uh, high security captivity somewhere. I want to see it. I'm ready. We're, I mean, we're so so already so far into sequencing genomes that I'm sure the information is out there. Someone just has to grow it. Yeah, this is waiting for someone. I mean, look, someone, some, some goofball is going to get some Dr. Moreau Island shit going on, and it's going to happen. It's only a matter of time before something. Look, I mean, the temptation's too great. I'll be honest with you. If I knew how to do that stuff, I'd be on an island freaking making some monstrosities. 
you know, a man with gills. I mean, I'd be doing it. You know what I mean? It's like too tempting to see what Remember, you could create and just see. Were we just talking about getting an island uh, the other the other we day? We absolutely were. We absolutely. That's not. It's not something we're talking about. We're going to do that. We're going to use all this podcast, these <laughs> podcast dollars, to do that. Um. So yeah. yeah well, we will be starting up a Fun Patreon. Bucks. Starting up our uh, Patreon for our listener-funded island. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. We'll do that. We'll, That's right. We'll issue visas to our uh, visitors, right. to our supporters. That's right. Um, but, yeah, it's – I mean, it's it, – we're almost there, dude. And it, actually, yeah, we're, we'll get to that. I'm, my book – one of the – my book is uh, – covers some of that. It's pretty interesting. So, Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. So let's, let's, let's jump into, I guess, my thing here. Um so the Google, so April Fools has come and gone, you know what I mean? And every year a bunch of companies do a bunch of weird things. Um some good, some really some really good, some really bad. Uh, I hate I hate April Fools. Um I hate it. I love it and I hate it. I hate it because a lot of news stories are just misses and you're like is this real or not? Like it just ruins the whole cycle of everything for you mm-hmm. for that day. Um yep. and then every and and, and you, what you, what happens is you get like 30 really shitty April Fool's things and one really clever gem, you know? So Google's normally pretty good for an April Fool's thing across their entire platform. And they have done that. Uh, they did it again this year. They did, uh, they did like a Google, uh, Google cardboard, but it was a Google, Google plastic. It was a clear piece of plastic. And they're like, this will just show you the real VR situation of your life. You know, <laughs> like you put it on, it's just a clear freaking box and you're looking through it and it's like your life, you know? And I thought, okay, that's cool, kind of interesting. It's funny, you know, but it also is kind of like, you should get out of your house, you lazy piece of shit. Like, I, I, I kind of think it's interesting. I have a good job, Google. Um, and then uh, they did, well, for maps, they did like this dance, or like the, the maps guy dance. It was like, and we'll take you to Groovy Town. So, you know, you try to, you say, take me to Groovy Town or something like that. And, it, and then you get this video of the, of the Google, the peg man dancing. Uh, it was pretty dumb. Um but here was the big, the biggest miss of the day uh, for April Fools on the, you know, so across mail plat, the all the entire Gmail platform, they added a button at the bottom, and I think it was next to the send button <laughs> that was like the drop the mic button, and apparently Google did this like in the early two thousands, and it was a huge hit. So basically, what this what did was it sent everybody in a Google message. So if you had a Google message, the whole concept was you have a Google message. And a bunch of random people are sending a bunch of random talking about random things. You keep getting alerted about this garbage stuff that you don't care about. So you haven't posted on the message in like six weeks. You're like, fuck these guys. So you hit the drop the mic button. Everyone in the message gets a picture of a minion from Despicable Me dropping a mic. And then you never see receive a message from those people in that message group ever again. And that's it. You know? And it's the concept's cool, but it went horribly wrong early in the morning. <laughs> and it, it, it happened before I got to before I got to where Google had pulled it because it had gone so bad. Like so many people complained in like the wee hours of the morning. By the time it got around to the East Coast, it was like gone. Um, long story short, people were like, "Yeah, I was at my I was I had this I was 
trying to get a job and I was like going back and forth with the hiring people and I accidentally hit the drop the mic button and now they can't talk to me. You know, I, I can't get the job. What's going to happen? You know, and a lot of that happened. People hit it by accident. People weren't paying attention. And the thing is, a lot of people use Gmail now and they don't know that Google does this stuff. So a lot of times they miss it. It's only like for the astute observers. But when you put something so blatant in there and people, everyone, a lot, this many people use it, like you have to kind of like kind of keep those April Fool's things off to the side. So people who are looking find it, but not regular people who don't care. Um, and it was kind of a miss for them. It was a huge disaster. Um, they fixed it right away. They were able to get people um, back up and going and get rid of the, the button. But it was just a huge miss. So uh, I think the win of the day was cornhub.com. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't check it out. Unfortunately, I wish I had, but I missed, I forgot to check it out when I got home from work. But, um, on the, the number one, I think thing on the top 10 list for, for, uh, best, best ones. And I thought it was honestly genius was Pornhub. They changed their entire site and added a bunch of videos and even the commercials and the ads for their site. The ads were all about corn and it was like cornhub.com. And then they, the stuff on the site was like, look at this lusty cob and it's like it was like it was like <laughs> gobble down this cob it's like this crazy stuff you know what i mean but it was really funny it was very funny and interesting and it was like all corn like oh the video was like 30 minutes of corn boiling you know what i mean it was like okay i was like what genius did this? this is great you know what i mean so i think that was a big score honestly it was really funny it was interesting there was a lot of like really stupid things tons and tons of stupid things and i don't remember what they were they made no impression on me but uh, I thought that one was a really good one. So that's it. Pretty, pretty, pretty pleased I, with that. I saw a, uh, I saw an April Fool's thing. It said that Microsoft bought Canonical and was shutting down Ubuntu. Oh. Yeah, I saw that too. But uh, yeah, that was obviously an April Fool's. Uh, <laughs> an April Fool's. Can you imagine how many people like freaking lost their minds. I'm sure there were at least five suicides. Oh. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at all. I wonder if that's actually uh, not too far off, perhaps prophetic, since if they're doing all this work with Canonical to bring in the the Bash show, which has like 30 years of development behind it. Mm-hmm. I hope that Microsoft doesn't find a way to hose it up and then claim claim it for itself. I don't think they would do that because I think the backlash would be so like if they if they bought it, I have a feeling like I could see Microsoft buying it. But I see yeah, if Microsoft bought it, they'd leave it alone and just use the talent and the people to help them rebuild Windows into something amazing. That's what I think the goal would be. I think that's the end game of this. I mean, I don't think you can I don't think it's you can't buy it. I mean, it's it's open source. I believe it's GPL or. Um, no, but I mean the people, the talent, right? You can buy the company. The company. Yeah, I mean, that's why you buy these companies. You don't care about. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, but they. I mean, you know, Microsoft can't. I'm worried about them sort of claiming that now they are the proprietor and legal guardian, if you will, of the Bash shell somehow. Well, no, I don't. Well, I don't know uh, where the Bash shell itself sits. I don't think Canonical owns that. No, they um, don't. I don't know if that's still an AT and T thing or if that, if it's its own thing or what. No, I think it's its own thing. But I mean, I don't think it would be the first time that a, a giant company sent their team of lawyers out to claim something and won. Yeah, but I, I don't think they could claim something like that. The thing is, it's that's like 
it's like trying to be like, we own all of the freaking air. I mean, <laughs> dude, it's air. It's out there. You know what I mean? It's like there's a million different types of uh, – I mean, there's like a million variants of the Bass show, right? Uh, No. Oh, okay. Well, see how much I know about Linux. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I don't think it, it will happen. Um, I just – I hope it doesn't. I hope no – no variant of that happens. I don't think that would happen. I think Microsoft needs to. I think they know they need to. They. They. I think Microsoft has been the the evil, the evil, like the epitome of evil companies, evil computer companies everywhere, and not necessarily for any particular reason, except for the fact that they are just a big monster. You know, they're just huge. So I doubt they would do something that would particularly not really help them a great deal, except for getting people and talent, which who people who would absolutely like be like. They're like, we're out. You know what I mean? Because they don't they, – I mean, they didn't go work for Conical because they wanted to be Microsoft employees. You know what I mean? So I don't think it would help them in the long run if they did something that evil and people would just hate them more and they would just drive a huger rift through all the people who are familiar with the Bash shell and use Linux and everything else. Yep. So I don't think it would work. So, yeah, I'm looking here. It looks like the Bash shell is, is actually quite – quite free you know um it's it's under it's listed under gnu yeah air yes, gpl it's, gnu public license yes yeah, yeah it's it's gnu gpl version three yeah so they could maybe make some microsoft so, bash shell some bastardized turd that people would be like oh it's garbage and then oh, i mean that's oh, what happened yeah yep yeah i'm not worried about microsoft doing that um but you know yeah anything's possible you know <laughs> so, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, okay. So, oh, before we go on, let me. This is like still kind of news. So, uh, something that's been people been talking about this week. I have not. Well, I did check it out. Um, but uh, um, what is the name of the site? Fiddlesticks. So, Pornhub has aligned. Fiddlesticks. Uh, Pornhub is aligned with this company. Uh, I think it's called. Oh my god, it's in my. It's in the chat. Let me look in the chat. Anyway, they have a line with this company to make VR porn, and this company is doing a great job at it. It's all in HD. It's all high def. If you like porn, you know I'm just not. I'm not going to talk to be a prude about it. If you like porn and you're in the VR, everything I've heard about it, people have tried it. They said it's amazing. ETC News had their entire like staff and writer writing department in there. And they did it on camera. Men, women alike, they're like, it's amazing. Like, this is fucking amazing. And it's 360-degree VR porn. So you can look all around, you know? Um, so it's very interesting. Um, I will put a link in the show notes to whatever it's called. I forgot the name of it. They were giving away free VR headsets. They aren't anymore. But I think there's still a deal going on. Basically, they're giving out something similar to the Google Cardboard. Um and the the porn is basically very cheap or free, you know what I mean? So, uh, and you can see it on Pornhub also. So definitely worth checking out. I think this is this is more this is more of a case of the pornography industry pushing forward technology as they have been doing for a lot of different things. So it's pretty interesting. Um, we'll see where it goes with that. Would you say that they're thrusting it forward, James? Deep and hard, definitely. Excellent. <laughs> They're moistening the track. Okay. <laughs> stop right there. Uh, let's move right out of that. Let's let's get out of that crevasse. <laughs> All right. 
So, Michael, let's let's jump on into Stranger Danger there, Chief. All right. Sounds good. So, <clears throat> uh, in the show notes, I've posted a couple articles regarding Windows 10 and its reported spying activities, quote-unquote. Um, and it's not really spying. I mean, you could call it that, I guess. So, both the articles, they kind of tell you what's going on. Um and they tell you what what they recommend. Basically, if you if you're on Windows if you're running Windows 10, if you go under Settings and go to Privacy, you'll see a bunch of different options under there, and you can you can turn all those options off if you want, so that it's not sending all this information to Microsoft. Um, they recommend you do you turn off all those settings. They also recommend you turn off Cortana, which you know that's up to you if you want to turn it off. It's a uh, you know, they they can this the people who wrote this article anyway could consider it a privacy issue. Um, you know, maybe it is, but maybe the maybe the usefulness of it outweighs the privacy issue for you. I don't know. Um, and the other thing they also recommend, which I highly recommend, is don't use a Microsoft account to log in to the computer. Just use a regular local account. So James and I actually ran into that problem uh, not that long ago when we were working on in a that same office we talked about in the last podcast. We found that a user, one of the users, had logged in with her personal, uh, like her Hotmail account or something, into the computer. So you probably want to try to avoid doing that mm-hmm. if possible. Um. <clears throat> Another another thing, if you go into the privacy settings and go to go to general, there's an option in there that says send Microsoft info about how I write to help us improve typing and writing in the future. The wording is so misleading. <laughs> like what they call it, you're like, oh sure, I'd love to help. I don't That's know like yeah. I write. I mean, I don't write anything. I type. So what are you talking about? Yeah, it's, a yeah, it's like, logger. what are you talking about? So it's a key, it's basically a keylogger. So, of course, we recommend you turn that off. <laughs> and if you go in the same privacy area, but that's a, that one's under general. If you go down to speech, the speech setting, it says speech inking and typing. It says getting to know you. So you can click a button that says stop getting to know me. Come on, bro. Because <laughs> otherwise it. You know, it's sending even more info to Microsoft. So, you know, like I said, some of these options, they, they help improve, like Cortana and things like that. But yeah, at what cost? And, and look, I use, <laughs> uh, I use Cortana quite avidly. I've disabled. I've went through, and I guess Michael's going to put an article in here. I went through everything in the article and did it uh, just to see how thoroughly Cortana would be affected. I haven't tried to use it since I did the, made the changes. So I will try to make the change. I will try and let you guys know next week how it works because I like Cortana and I don't really mind Microsoft seeing whatever she's talking about, whatever she's like, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter to me because I don't say a whole lot to her. But um, but when I do use it, I really want it to work and I have it integrated heavily with my Google Calendar and stuff like that and everything else. I want it to work. So we'll see. And I, like, I, I feel like I feel like these things have to get to know you to be better. But I think we also have to get to a place where, and I'm going to ramble a second about AI and narrow AI, but I feel like we have to get to a place where you can tell these things something like, and I was griping earlier this week 
uh, to somebody like, like, why can't I just say this? Like, why can't I say, uh, Hey Cortana, what time is my meeting in Sydney, Sydney, Australia? You know, if I tell Cortana that she's not going to know what I'm talking about. Okay. But in theory, she should be able to look in my calendar, look for scrub the calendar for anything in the next like two months for kidney Sydney, Australia, like a trip to Sydney, Australia, or a meeting with an address in Sydney, Australia, and then give me that information. But she doesn't do that right now. Like, she's really stupid. Like, she can say, I think she understands, you set a time, you set a date, you said this, okay, you want to set an appointment. But you can't ask her for something else with the same information and she scrub it over this information she already has access to. So I think that's like a huge miss. And I, if they would just do that and stop trying to concentrate on listening to everything I say and listening to the fucking TV shows I watch, then we'd be we'd have a really great tool. You know, and it's like all that's possible. Like we can do this now, you know, because Cortana and OK Google has access to all this shit. But it's like it, it doesn't do it. And it drives me crazy. Like it's such a simple thing, you know. Well, mm-hmm. you if you can wait uh, a couple of months until the anniversary update, that functionality will be present. I refuse. No, you refuse. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> I, I will not wait. I require it now. Yeah. It's like, um, okay. <laughs> well, let Cortana get to know you. Let her pen an angry letter to her creators. And uh, we'll see where that gets you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Another thing I wanted to mention here was, so regarding Windows 10. So let's say you have Windows 7 right now. And you're being bugged by your computer on a daily basis for to for your free upgrade to Windows 10. So Microsoft has put out a article that details how you can prevent this. Um, but it's kind of complicated the way to do it, especially if you're not as familiar with uh, you know working with group policy and the registry editor and all that kind of stuff. So a gentleman by the name of Steve Gibson, who he does his own podcast, uh, but his website is grc.com. He's new to the industry. Uh, We're giving him, we're putting him out here for the first time. Steve, you know, uh, (laughs) right. He's a a good guy, though. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's the great one. Yeah, he's definitely not. Well, he is the great one. Yeah, James is is being funny. He's actually uh, one of the pioneers in the uh, security in the IT security field, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, there's a lot um, of great things that have come out of his mind. And so on grc.com, so he does sell one product. Uh, it's, it's a hard drive maintenance utility, which is very good. But everything else on his website is free. He has in, good information, just research information. And he also has some free utilities. And he just released a new utility called Never 10. And so it's designed for people who are running Windows 7, or Windows 8.1, and you can run it, and it'll allow you to set the settings once and for all to disable the automatic upgrade to Windows 10, and it'll you know, and your computer will stop bugging you, and it's you know very easy to do. You don't actually have, even have to install it. You just download the utility, double click on it, and run it, and then you can just with one pretty much one button click say you know, install the settings and that's it. So very lightweight, very nice. 
Yeah, I do believe if you really want Windows 10 in the near future, uh, you can use the same program to turn it back on. Yes, it just changes a couple of registry settings. Yes, you are correct, Evan. Um, yeah, so if you change your mind, you're like, you know what? I want to get Windows 10 after all. You can go ahead and run this again and just remove the settings. So to re-enable the, re-enable the, the harassment from Microsoft. <laughs> and, and that I mean, I don't – James, you probably know better than me. Um, I haven't you know, experienced this myself, but apparently a lot of people are getting prompted nonstop and some people are reporting their computer. They just wake up one day and it's been upgraded yeah, to Windows 10. That happened to my mom. Uh, she told me at like in the middle of the night. She's like at like 1 a.m. She called me. She's like, my computer's down. Uploading Windows 10. What do we do? I was like, you don't do anything. You live too far away. I can't help you right now. <laughs> so nothing I can do. For you. <laughs> and you're, I was like, you're wrecked. It's done. <laughs> Let's buy a new computer. You know, because <laughs> their computer's like six mm-hmm. years old. I mean, it's you know, it's gonna run like it runs like garbage on Windows 10. So. Two gigs of RAM? Yeah, probably not even that. Probably worse <laughs> than that. So, yeah, I mean, it's not a it's not a great situation. I wish it hadn't happened. I'm sure, like, it popped up. And the thing is, you know, it, it won't do it unless you tell it to do it, but it, it's so covertly done. And people are so, like, yes button and okay buttoning that stuff happens. If a pop-up comes up and it's like people don't read. Like, people stopped reading. They got a computer and their brain said, okay, no more reading. Let's just push this okay or yes, and we'll be good to go. So the same reason people get viruses, people get Windows 10, you know. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to – honestly, it's supposed to stop in October. Windows 10 is the ultimate virus. Yeah, I mean in, window, in, in, in October, they're supposed to stop doing it. It's not going to be free anymore after October, right? Or September. You know, I've heard, I've heard different, different things on that. Um, they said – you know, they released it last year on July 29th, and they said we're going to do it for a year. Um, so to me, that means on, on July 29th okay. of this year, they're going to stop. I don't know. I've heard they're going to stop it in June. I've heard they're going to stop it in October. You know, maybe they're not going to stop it at all. Who knows? You know, I don't know. Okay. We don't, we really don't know, I guess. So we'll, we'll find out, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a bad thing. I mean, James has done it. I, I did it on one of my systems already. Windows 10 isn't bad. You know, it's not a bad uh, system. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think I think here's what's going to happen, right? Microsoft's going to push something out. People, enough people, a lot of people can complain, and they're going to push something out that's going to negate all of this. Like, turn off the keylogger, turn off this, turn off that. They're going to turn it all off. I think it's going to happen. Well, enough people are going to complain because they always this always happens. They push something out and has a bunch of secret shit in it, and people complain, and then it goes away. So I think that's going to happen, and you know. Like, like I told you guys off, off mic, right? You know, off the, off the show. This every time something new comes out, all the techies get their panties in a bunch, and they're like, "Don't switch to this. It's crap. Don't switch. It's some spying on you. Don't do this. Don't do that." Look, the reality is, time will march on if whether you do or not. So when people get a new computer, they're going to get Windows 10 because the companies don't give a shit about your fucking private rights or your per, or or not hearing you fucking masturbate in front of the computer. Like nobody cares about that but you. So. You're going to get Windows 10 whether you want it or not. You're going to get the spying whether you want it or not. If Microsoft doesn't do it now, they're going to do it later, and they're not going to tell you about it later. Okay, this Never 10, it's wonderful that he's doing it. It's a fucking red herring. It doesn't matter. You know, like, I have no intention of putting that on my computer. I I mean, I don't care. Like, I know I'm going to get Windows 10 anyway. Like, I need to be – I'm in the IT world, you know. I need to get what my mom is going to get. I, I cater to my mom and her people. 
not people like Evan and Michael who were like techies and who were going to go and disable this other stuff. Like, dude, no one's reading that article except for people who are like, oh, computers, computers, you know, like me and these three, these are two guys, you know what I mean? No one's reading that article. No one's doing like never 10, you know? So I don't know. It's, I don't know. I, 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 whenever this stuff happens, I'm like, come on guys, don't, don't trick yourself. You're going to say next time windows 12. Oh my God. Holographic computing is BS. It's going to go away. It's whatever. You know what I mean? It's, you know, HoloLens is out to destroy your life. It's it's reading your eyes and seeing into your brain, reading your DNA. Like it's always going to be something. It's hmm. like, man, I hate this new MindLink function computer, man. It's yeah, garbage. It's, it's freaking my cerebellum <laughs> aches when I use it. You know, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Dude, I'm, mm-hmm. I am ready. Mm-hmm. I am freaking ready, dude. Fucking point a laser into my retina and write the information in the back of my fucking pupil. I am fucking ready. Set me the hell up, dude. Okay? Where, when can I get my freaking uh, mind link and plug directly in? Okay? I want to jack in. I want to jack into my car. I want to jack in everything. I want to, dude, I want me and my girlfriend to sit on the bed, not have real sex. We're just going to plug into each other and like have like freaking space sex. Okay? Like I want that life. I am about that life. Set me up. Microsoft, make it happen. I'm your man. All right. You can beam freaking commercials right into my freaking freaking cerebral cortex, man. I don't care. I'll do it. Awesome. <laughs> like a monkey ready to be shot out into space. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> a little fight club there for you. <laughs> That's right. Oh. Uh, James, though, you're right, man. I mean, but see, that's the problem. I'm, I'm sure I've said this before. I'm, I'm, torn between what you just said like i'm all in let's do it man let's do it and i'm and i'm want to go the other way and throw all this crap away and go live in a cabin in the woods in montana and just you know just live off the fish. land yeah live off the land exactly no internet you know you don't want to you don't want to ever look up because you know the satellites are up there and maybe have a ham radio Yep, maybe have a ham radio, you know, uh, line line your walls with tin foil, you know. Hey, um, hey look, and I would yep, tin, tin. This is America. You can do that if you want. You know, I, I have nothing wrong with that. I think there's nothing wrong with that life, and I think it's a, I think it's a great life. I'd do it. You know that 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 would be awesome. You know, but then when a like fucking new game comes out, you're like, oh shit, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, like the new the new thing. You know, when they, mm-hmm. trust me, when they tell you, okay, when I, the new widget. yeah, when I get on the ham radio and I call you and I say, Michael, they finally did it. They've got a plug. They can plug you right into the PC and download your fucking brain. You're going to live forever in the freaking interwebs. You're going to be like, all right, I'm shaving my beard now. I'll be out there. Come pick me up at the driveway. <laughs> I'll be flying into town in a little bit. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's just going to happen. Like, you know, singularity. Yeah. Nobody wants to, you know, we are. Like that's what's that that's the future of this, right? So at some point they're gonna download your brain to this thing. And then there's gonna be guys on a podcast or a holocast or whatever they're kinda of calling it. Holocast. Please don't call it a holocast future. <laughs> <laughs> future, don't call it a holocast. <laughs> okay. Um, Hitler ruined it for everyone. Yeah, totally ruined it, man. So I mean so there's gonna be guys Ooh, debating like hey, is this is this uh when they download your brain into the computer, are they making a copy? Or are they? Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah. is that is that you or is that a copy yeah, of you? Exactly. Like, if they leave an empty shell and you're just gone out of your body, did you get moved or are you dead and a copy is there? 
Like we'll never How know. Much do you care? Or is there a distinction? Dude, I would care because I'd be it fucking would definitely dead. be a distinction. Whatever, you'd be alive on the interwebs. That's I what would, you really want. Why would you have a need to have your original copy in a decaying physical body? I would be alive. Now. I want yeah. them to move me. You're like some to... James 1A would be alive in the... Yeah, dude, dude. <laughs> freaking control X me, okay? Control X and then control C on the C drive of the internet. Do not freaking be like control murder and then let's put this copy over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like there's some debate about the uh, the holodeck in uh, Star Trek. You know, are they actually beaming the guy over there, or are they reading the information here, killing the guy, then sending the information over there, and then reconstructing the guy? They're totally killing him. But as far as you're concerned, why does it matter? If you, I mean. Oh. You wouldn't have a physical body anymore in the scenario that you're describing. The but you if you go making through this debate, this... will be dead. So it won't matter. Yes, thought... there'll be a copy of you on the internet somewhere, but it won't be a copy tied to your consciousness now. Your consciousness now will be dead. But the copy on you of you on the internet will be like, oh yeah, everything's cool. It worked. But it didn't work. Yeah, so? You fucking are dead. Yeah, as, a, as a brain dead husk <laughs> sitting in a chair. <laughs> okay, they're about to dro- they're there to scoop it, throw your whole body into a biomass converter. Okay, to feed the freaking whatever's. I don't know. <laughs> you can't have it both ways. I know you can't. I know you can't. Sucks, man. I want it. I want it both ways. Nope. I don't want that. Alright, so. Now that we've gone way off the rails, <laughs> um, where are we at here? You can get okay. a jump start on your machine learning when you're part of the grid. That's right. Oh yeah, that okay. That's right. Yeah, let's just let's talk about that. Okay, so okay, so there's a great class here. A guy at my job took it. It's absolutely awesome. I as I as we've talked discussed many times. I'm doing the Udemy and the Udacity classes. I've done a few of them. Uh, I've started a few of them. Not completed very many of them, <laughs> um, but they're great classes with great teachers. There's a good one here that I heard about earlier this week uh, on Coursera, which is the difference between Coursera and the other classes is Coursera is tied to real colleges. So it's real college level courses taught by professors and you cannot go take this class anytime. You know, you have to take this class in real time with the students taking it. So this one starts at April 4th and ends June 26th. Um, So it starts tomorrow. Actually, you guys will probably hear about it like you won't hear you'll hear about it too late i'm sure but um well, it says enrollment ends april 9th oh there so you I go guess so, you can still yeah you should still enroll even after the class starts yeah because you're gonna watch a video of this but you have to do assignments in real time um but the teacher is a very good teacher one of the guys in my job took the class last like a maybe a year or so ago and he enjoyed it thoroughly it is a college level course you need to have some programming background you need to have some uh understanding of uh like machine, like machine learning at a basic level, but it's a very good class. It's supposed to be a very good class, very good class. So I advise if anyone wants to take it, it's free. It's a Stanford taught class. So you can't beat Stanford. Um, and machine. Is it, um, is it like a webinar or something? Uh, I don't know. I think it's like a series of videos and homework assignments really um, but like basically, like basically any of these other courses, but I don't really know. Honestly, I've not looked into it yet. I'm going to sign up. I'm going to roll into it tomorrow and just see if I can keep up with it. You know, it's free. So it's like, why not? You know, it'd be stupid not to try. Um, but, uh, I'll, I'll say this, um, 
for everything I've heard about, if you're in the IT world right now, probably you know probably as well as I do, the future of this technology as far as like being like marketable, being able to make a lot of money is two places, security and machine learning, you know, AI, narrow AI, AIs that can do this or that in particular thing without being actually smart, but they know how to scrub data by databases and then produce a, a result. That's the future of this technology game that we're in. Understanding data, understanding how to leverage it against other data and come out with a result. And that's what machine learning is all about. And also being able to teach machines how to, how to make, do critical thinking when it comes to this data. So like AlphaGo, like we talked about AlphaGo last week, very similar to AlphaGo. Um, so I, I definitely suggest if you're interested in like kicking your paycheck up to the next level, this is a great class for you to take. Uh, even if you can't, if you can't keep up with it, it's not, it's, it's, it does not hurt to try and try to sit on it and see what happens, see if you can do something out of it. You know what I mean? So uh, that is all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking at the, uh, this class right now. Some of these topics look quite uh, involved. Yeah. But yeah, you, uh, have have Matlab, sure. you, you have to have MATLAB to take this class, by the way. So if you don't have, you have Jesus. to buy like an educational version of MATLAB. It's like 280 bucks or a hundred bucks or something like that. Hope you oh. like programming in the form of matrices. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty nuts. That's awful. But hey, you could, you could, you could apply to Stanford and not get in. So, and they're not going to take the class at all. So, you know. Uh, I'm sure some of you guys can find a way to get MATLAB, wink, wink. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you really want to take the class. Yeah, I mean, and if you don't feel like taking that, if you flunk out of the free Stanford class, uh, Harvard also gives free classes, and a lot of high-level um, colleges are also offering free online. Yeah, yeah, MIT does also. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's not it's not a new thing at all. So there's there's a lot there's a great MIT class on uh, in uh, CS Intro to CS. Uh, that they have on it's either on their website or it's on Coursera somewhere. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's definitely on YouTube, I think. So th- th- there's all kinds of great content out there to step your game up to the next level, man. Yeah, another place you can find a lot of classes is um, on uh, iTunes. Actually, they have something called iTunes U. Yeah, yeah. And they aggregate a lot of this stuff together. <laughs> so Did not know something that. to check out, also. Um. So, all right. Uh, I, Evan, I'll let you uh, talk about this next yeah, item. Yeah, just a, a, little, a little bit of uh, extra credit, as it were. Since we're learning about uh, becoming part of the machine, which means we'll all become one, I feel we can closely relate that to the uh, Democratic People's Republic of Korea. Um, because they are one people, one nation, one mind. A.K.A. North Korea. Correct. Um Yet this this one entity has 28 state-approved haircuts, <laughs> which we may or may not have all known. However, um, in, I believe, 2004 and 2005, there was a broadcast television series called Let's Trim Our Hair in Accordance with the Socialist Lifestyle, which was a government <laughs> propaganda broadcast showing people getting their haircut to conform with the socialist lifestyle in one of the 28 approved styles. Um, hilarious. And also rebroadcast by the BBC. I don't know if it was rebroadcast as a joke or just because they wanted to see what's going on in North Korea. Um, but that that's, is an insane. That's pretty go- awesome. 
that's pretty awesome. I imagine what your life must be like in in that country. Dude, I don't think you know any. You're like, yeah, it's cool. No, I mean, they have a lot of contact with China, and China is part of the first world, essentially. So the people there know. A lot of them know. They just can't do anything about it. Uh, see, I, I don't know. If they, they leave, then all their family dies. Yeah, see, I don't. I don't think they know. I think. I think some people have a lot of contact with China there and the high, upper echelons and stuff. But it's not like it's not like anyone in North Korea goes on the internet and orders a product from from Alibaba and gets it in the mail. So they like, oh, you can in China, you have a cell phone. You know, like I don't think they know that. I think no. I've, and it's not, you know, throughout the whole uh, country of North Korea. Obviously, if you're a rural yeah, farmer, you're you don't citizen. have a lot of contact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but they're, they're industrial workers. Like there's North Korean workers who go to uh, assembly plants in China. Yeah, so they know. And I hmm. think vice versa. So they, there are people who know. Right. They know. Yeah. That country, man, must be a freaking trip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you you guys heard about the guy who? Uh, yeah, the fucking idiot. Yeah, he tried to steal the guy poster. Tried, yeah. yeah. So James, why don't you tell us if so? Not you know, all our listeners may not have heard about this. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about it. He tried to steal the poster, got caught, and then they like made him come in front of the news and say all this crazy stuff and how it was like a big plot and everything. And he's now serving hard time in North Korea. He's like you know, I don't know, sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. Or like what kind of poster was he trying to steal? Dude, I don't know. What's so, so is a college student, I believe, and you know it's it's not uncommon, but it's kind of a big deal to be allowed into North Korea as a foreigner. Yeah. You're really not allowed to take pictures um, other than you know in the main courtyard of Kim Jong Il Palace or whatever. And then if you take a picture of the statues, Kim Jong Un and no Kim Il Sung and um, Kim Jong Il statues have to be in both in both in the picture in their entirety, or you're not allowed to take it. Some, some shit like that. So this, this dude tried to steal some government propaganda poster, take it home as a souvenir. He got caught. And, uh, I believe he's being held in essentially a labor camp for 15 years. Mm-hmm. So his life is done. Uh, don't be stupid. Yeah. This is, this is, a, this is a matter of like thinking, I personally see this as like a case of American entitlement where, or just like first world entitlement. We are like, yeah, this I'm untouchable. You know, I'm going to go home at some point. And look, it, the, the real fact is you are in another world, you're in another country and now you have to follow their rules, whatever you think doesn't matter. And you're not safe, you know, and that's what, that's a problem. People don't realize that. And he got what he did. I hate to say that. I don't want to say he got what he deserved. But, you know, you play with fire, you know, as, 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 a, as a wise man once said, man, you know, you, you miss the bull, you get the horns. You know, it's just like that. Yeah. I mean, this, this kind of reminds you, although it's not really the same thing, but it kind of reminds you of something that happened probably about 20 years ago where there was an American over in Singapore. And this dumbass was going around. I want to say he was... Um, I want to say he was doing something like spray painting cars or I don't know what he was doing. Something like that. Something stupid. And he got caught. And of course, Singapore doesn't play. Yep. So he was, he was sentenced to like 10, 10 lashes or some shit like that with like a cane. Oh yeah. Like the they cane, cane people. I remember that. Yeah, they yeah. cane people over there. Yeah. 
you know and it was like oh there was like this all big thing like oh no don't do it you know blah 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 like, get the hell out of here this guy's a freaking asshole anyway <laughs> hey hey and guess what okay he's not gonna be tagging no more cars anymore i'll tell you damn that. straight that's look we've been saying this for years okay i'm sure i know michael said it i'm sure evan said it we've all said it okay here's the thing right beat your kids the first liberal media well okay not, we're not saying that but look the first freaking rapist that they that the U.S. government says, okay, we're gonna fucking murder this guy right in the public. We're gonna just freaking cut him from stern to stern, let his entrails just lay out on the fucking ground and leave his body there. Guess what? Rapes will drop like freaking ninety five percent, except for the maniacs who are like, I like to rape, you know. But for the most part, that shit will fucking stop, you know, because people will be like, whoa, they're not playing anymore. That's why you go to these places. And they're like, yeah, we came, motherfuckers. And you fucking, you fucking trip and fall down and spill some shit on the fucking statue. We're gonna lock you up and throw away the goddamn key, you know. And people don't do it. People are fucking careful. They're like, oh, I don't want to do it. get involved with that shit, you know. They're like, I don't want to go to jail, you know. I don't want to get caned. You know, Singapore is one of, if not the safest countries in the world. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they don't fuck around. Bingo. Being now it reminds me of it reminds me of another thing, which is again un, kind of unrelated, but there's a Star Trek episode, Star Trek: The Next Generation, where you know Picard and all them they go visit some some planet. It has to be in the first or second season when they're off, violating the Prime Directive here and there, and no one cared. Um, and uh, they land on some planet, and it's like this great paradise, and everyone's white and happy, and you know <laughs> all this stuff, and. Wesley Crusher ends up like crashing into this thing of plants and like breaks some glass and stuff. And of course it's an accident, right? Like he was like trying, he was like playing catch or something and he like trips and falls. Right. And the, you know, quote unquote cops or peacekeepers or whatever the hell they're called on this world show up and they're like, are you ready to accept punishment? And apparently the punishment on that world for any crime is death. <laughs> doesn't matter what you do or you know or uh you know if it was even an accident it's like yeah we don't care mm-hmm. now obviously mr crusher was not killed but thanks uh, to the fine diplomatic skills of jean-luc picard no doubt that is, co- that is correct um but yeah on that world you know guess what there's no fucking crime <laughs> Now that's an extreme example, but you know. Well, I feel like uh, maybe that's maybe that episode modeled Singapore's uh, government. <laughs> Anything's possible. Maybe one of the writers uh, went over to Singapore. It's like, huh? Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, a fresh new nation, never you know, untouched by the first world. Uh, I think I can have a true uh, a real effect here. Um, I believe you are also not allowed to chew gum in Singapore. That is correct. Unless you have a uh, a prescription. Oh, a nicotine gum or something? From a doctor. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what kind of gum. You know, you you work out your jaw or something. You know, I have, I have no idea. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can't. Yeah, and also, the go, to go along with the no gum, there's no spitting. Ah, uh, yes. Like, you can't, like, spit on the sidewalk. You know, that's that's a crime. <laughs> it's like littering, you know. Mm-hmm. Although for all, for all I know, you get two canings for that or something. You know, who, who the hell knows? And not just, you know, a ticket. Well, 
<laughs> with uh, with the Patreon money that we're expecting from our listeners, thank you all very much in advance. We'll organize a, an excursion to Singapore, carrying both gum and saliva, uh, and we'll do some <laughs> experiments. Absolutely, I'm on board with that. That's yes. why people, a lot of people think that they can go to those countries and they're like, oh, it's going to be a utopian paradise where I can smoke tons and pounds and pounds of weed. Yo, weed is whoa, like whoa, 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 whoa. there. Who thinks that? A lot of people think that. Yeah, tons of Americans get caught smoking weed in those places all the time. And they're like, yeah, we're going to whoop your ass. You know, <laughs> that happens all the time. Yeah, that's not a place you want to. Yeah. I mean, not, do not that. Singapore, Vietnam, a lot of those places aren't the aren't they aren't the place. <laughs> yeah, Philippines. You know? Philippines, mm-hmm. even Jamaica. It's totally illegal in Jamaica. You know? Well, not totally, but it's you 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 can't just go buy it, you know. Right. I mean, some some countries now. I don't I don't know how Singapore is, but I know some countries. I mean, they do not fuck around like Thailand, you know, Vietnam, uh, and then other countries like in the Middle East, like Saudi Arabia and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you get caught with drugs, oh my god, you're yeah. done. Yeah, it's game over. It's either it's either thirty years in jail or the death penalty, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's no joke. Like they kill motherfuckers over there for that. And those are not luxury jails by any means. Oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, That's yeah, a, bra- a burly guy named BN is going to rape you constantly. Yeah, like you're, you're, you're in a large room with uh, two beds and 15 other men who do not speak your language. Yep. Yes. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> he said good luck yeah all right uh taken yeah <laughs> all right so let's uh let's see if we can get back on course here uh oh yeah okay so i wanted to talk about this so just last night i was coming home from a friend's house you know he was having a little get together at his place and i probably left his house Ooh, it was probably close to 2 a.m. So I'm driving driving in my car, and I'm still on his street, but maybe a block down from his house. And it had been very windy that night. So there were some branches and stuff down, you know, sometimes on the side of the road, sometimes right in the road. And I come upon there's some branches in the road. And I'm about to go around the branches, which would mean I'd have to go on the other side of the street, you know, like cross the double yellow line. And, but I'm going real slow. And then I just stop because I see a totally wrecked car on the other side of the road, but like on the sidewalk. And I see a guy laying in the middle of the street. (laughs) Okay. So I say, okay. So I grab my flashlight, I get out of the car, and I just start looking around. I'm looking at the car, I'm looking at the guy, and, you know, the guy's not moving, he's not doing nothing. I'm like, okay. So I finally am like, I need to call 911. <laughs> I pick up my phone, I dial 911. The woman asks me, 
you know, how many cars, this and that, you know, asking me all these details. And of course there's no address cause I'm not in front of anyone's house. It's like, it's like the woods on either side of me basically. And it's, and actually where the accident was is, so I'm on the street right above me is 495. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the overpass. It's like the beltway. So <clears throat> I tell her it's like, it's right down the street from my friend's house. And I give her my friend's house address. And the cops show up, you know, and it's just like, as you see in a movie, it's like 20 cop cars, three ambulances, two fire trucks, you know, all this stuff, all this stuff shows up. And, uh, yeah. So it turns out that car was on 495 and left the highway somehow, (laughs) came down the embankment. And the guy I saw in the middle of the road was ejected from the car when that happened. No seatbelt? Too much GTA 5? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm assuming he wasn't wearing the seatbelt. It was a it was a silver Scion TC. He didn't respond, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the guy on the road, he was done. Mm-hmm. He was done. He was dead. The woman, the woman on the phone was like, uh, can you see, is he breathing? And I'm, I got my flashlight, I'm looking at him and I got her on the phone and I'm like, I don't think he's breathing. <laughs> so yeah, he was, he was done. He was done. So Very nice. <clears throat> as many of you may or may not know, um, this is kind of the second time this has actually happened to me. The first time was probably about, well, probably um, two years ago now, maybe a year and a half ago. I was driving home from Bethesda one night, and I was on Connecticut Avenue heading north and kind of near Einstein, if anyone knows where that is. And I I saw a guy on the side of the road. He was on the sidewalk. I didn't see any cars anywhere. But I saw a guy on the side of the road, and he was just kind of rolling around on the sidewalk. So I said, oh, God, what is this? So I I pull over, get out the flashlight. I'm looking at him, and he's kind of like, ah. And I'm like, hey, man, you know, you're all right? You want me to call an ambulance? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay. So I called 911. All cops show up, everything, everything. And they take they take the guy away, and then they tell me that, they're like, yeah, there was a, a car accident not too far from here. We think this guy was was involved. So, hmm. so, but that guy was alive, and as far as I know, he lived. <laughs> um, people, yeah, this other guy wasn't wasn't so lucky. Like so I don't know what's going on, why I keep finding people, but it's it's weird. <laughs> it's starting to get weird. Do you do you perhaps attract disaster? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just if it happens one more time though, I'm gonna get my my junior detective badge and then uh... <laughs> just start wearing it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get out your uh, aviators and your your blues, your blue suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When Michael says he's got night, his flashlight, they... it's a ma- massive mag light, so he already looks like you know. A cop. I can just see him like strolling up on a dead body. He's like, oh, look at that. Yeah. Hmm, the uh, cerebral, uh, hmm, his hands are bent back. Oh, he was on a brawl. Got a uh, couple of organs blown out here. 
Oh, jeez. Yeah, right. As he eats a sandwich. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that was that was fun. And the cops kept me there forever. I ended up passing out in my car. And uh so I called I I looked because the guy asked me to look. I called nine one one at two oh six AM. I didn't leave there. I didn't get home. I mean, it's only like 15 minutes away from my house. I didn't really get home till 5.30 in the morning. Because you called in and you are the primary suspect in this obvious accident? <laughs> I don't think so. They were just like, oh, we might need the, – the first cop who came, he's like, all right, just hang out. You know, They might need to talk to you, so just hang out, whatever. I was like, yeah, no problem, whatever. So – yeah, I ended up just being there all damn night, pretty well, much. Well, the cops were there. Did you get out of your car and like, walk up to them and say, so what do you think? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Although, get this. So I was I was there. And then, so, you know, of course, it's Montgomery County cops. But after a while, state troopers came. And when I finally left, the the cop who, you know, was like, all right, yeah, you're good to go. Um, he was a he was a Montgomery County cop, but he told me the state police now was handling it. So the state troopers, I was like, oh okay, I guess because the guy left the highway. Hmm. Also, oh, yeah, he also he had Virginia tags, oh, so I don't know yeah. if that has anything to do with it. But well, probably because it was on the highway. Yeah, because I think Montgomery County doesn't have jurisdiction. Like the county police don't have jurisdiction on the highway. I don't think. Yeah, that's a tricky one. It's like, who has jurisdiction? Because now it's on our turf. You yeah. know? No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure that was the exact tone of the state the state, the state, state trooper when they came. And I'm sure the Montgomery County Police were like, fucking stateies. You know? <laughs> when they saw him pull up. <laughs> yeah, man. Those guys had their hats on and everything, you know? <laughs> I think uh, when the, the first, first responder called over his partner was like, hey. Hey, come look at this. The guy walked up. He was like, shit. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Hey, man, they put a sheet over the guy and everything. That's horrible. It's yep. really sad, man, but it was really windy. And, um, you know, he could have yes, lost control or he could have been wasted. I mean, any number of things could have happened. But it's it's really sad, honestly, mm-hmm. that somebody lost their life like that. And uh, I, I was uh, – Michael called us. I was at my girlfriend's house here. Michael called us like 2.30 a.m. And I was like, oh, my God, Michael's in a car accident. <laughs> you know, it's a disaster. And he's telling me this. And my girlfriend's hearing me because we just got home. You know, like we had just left that, that same house, but we went the other way. So we just got home. We're just in bed. And my girlfriend's like kind of listening. She's like, is he okay? What's going on? Ah, she's freaking out, you know. And I'm like, I think he found a dead body. And my girlfriend loses her goddamn mind. <laughs> and, and I was just like, oh, my God. And I was like, I asked Michael, I said, are you going to be okay, dude? Are you are you going to be good tonight? <laughs> I know if I saw that, I'd be like freaking shook, man. I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to be okay. Really? Yeah. No, it was, I mean, yeah, I never found anything like that before. You know, it's pretty, pretty wild. Made me, yeah. reminded me of the uh, Family Guy episode where the guy's like, hey, you kids want to see a dead body? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, you're right. No, it is a, it is too bad. You know, we don't want to lose their life, you know, obviously. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was really windy la- that night and uh, last night. And I even, I was just sitting there in my car waiting. I thought the damn, you know, where I was, there were a lot of trees and everything right there. I thought one of the trees is just going to come down or one of the branches. 
right here in my apartment complex, a branch came down and hit a car. James, you saw it. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some some Camry is like half destroyed. This whole this whole like half a tree or something landed on it. So. So yeah, it was it was really windy last night. I mean, we I mean we had heard about it on the news. It was said there was going to be like gusts up to like fifty five miles an hour or something. So yeah, it's pretty pretty intense. So so yeah, that's my my adventures as a junior detective. <laughs> so yeah, good times. We'll have, we'll have photos of the crash site that Michael got. Yeah, right. The guy on the <laughs> yeah. Did you, get, did you get candids for the tabloids? Ah. Yeah, right. Did you, you take look, a couple selfies? You went through his pockets, though, right, Mike? You got like some little cash. You did the yeah, right. <laughs> you t- did you take his shoes? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. Didn't touch him, man. Didn't touch him. Uh, I was looking at the guy. I was like, oh, he's uh, immediately. I was like, he's either very badly injured or he's dead. You know, like Im- almost immediately. I was like, uh, and I was like looking at him, and I was like really looking at him. I was like, this guy has to be dead. You know. I mean, there was there was blood, you know. There was all kinds of stuff, so mm-hmm. it wasn't good. It wasn't good, you know. Did he go through the windshield or window, or like was the door open? <laughs> so get this: so the car's on the opposite side of the street, basically, right? Like from where I am, you know. It's facing though the same way I'm facing, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like up on the sidewalk, but it's not even on the sidewalk. Like it's like past the sidewalk, like in the dirt, you know, or in the on the embankment there. Yeah. And so it's facing the wrong way, basically, you know, so I'm looking at its passenger side. It looks like all the airbags went off in there. I'm pretty sure I saw the driver's side door on the embankment, like in front of the car. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, the the door must've gotten ripped off or something. And he, he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. I'm I'm assuming he wasn't wearing a seatbelt because how else would you get ejected from a car unless it's going like 900 miles an hour? I mean, yeah, or the you would door just get like... sliced. You would just get sliced by it or something, you know. But well, maybe I mean, the door was open and the or the door. I mean, how does the door get pulled off though? Who the hell? Maybe the car flipped over and the door was open. You know, I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know what happened. That's you know, right, man. Put your freaking seatbelt on, folks. Man, it saved it saved my life so many times. You know, not I mean, not from accidents, but just like. You know, it's just it's just like from spinning around the road and stuff like that, and yeah, it's yeah. not not a good life. Just put your seatbelt on. It's like this could have like probably been avoided if this guy had a seatbelt on, or you know, maybe the seatbelt was defective. But I seriously doubt that. This is probably like user error. I hate to say that, but it's probably what it is. You know, he's probably you know the wind was bad, but it wasn't like throw your car off the road bad. So you know, he could have lost control because of the wind. Wind made his car rock, and he lost control. But I mean, he's maybe probably, he was drunk. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm. Probably, we don't know. He's we probably, don't know. He's probably drunk, but yeah, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. So anyway, horrible, Michael. Thank you for telling us that. Let's move on to something that's not so freaking horrible, okay? Because yep. that's so yep. freaking dark. I'm gonna have nightmares. Um, so looks looks like uh, you have a, a book you wanted to talk to us about, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, so this week I started uh, on Monday. I had four credits on Audible, um, and. Uh, the book that I got was something that's been lurking around in my in my Audible wishlist for a while. And as you guys know, I'm into the space stuff. I'm into that kind of genre. Um, this one's called War Strider, and it's actually a pretty good book. Uh, takes place in the 
25, 20s, I guess, somewhere around there, 25, 20s, 25, 30s. And, uh, you know, mankind's very, like, well off into the into space, and, you know, there's a very large, you know, empire of Earth and everything like that. Um, it's the interesting thing about this book series is where the author, most of these guys take it and say there's an alien and Earth is against the aliens, or Earth has been destroyed and humans are trying to strike back at the aliens and claim their claim their legacy or whatever. You know, it's always like... Mankind against this or several pockets of mankind against each other. And then a new player comes in, you know, it's always something like that. This particular book is like the author does a very good job and people complain about the first book. You have to be like freaking strong willed to get through the first book. Um, War Strider one, because the reader is a little like, eh, and the, uh, the writer, you can tell like the author is like trying to find his way through the whole book series but it was really – it's really well done, I think, and I think he does a great job shaking the characters. A lot of people complain, but I thought it was good. And he gets better as the books go on, and he improves, and he builds on the characters. And I don't mind character building and world building and universe building and telling me about the money system of the of this country and stuff like that, why it's important that we know that. Like I think that's all great information, and he does a great job in this book delivering all that and showing it to you. So. Uh, there's about nine or ten books in this series, I think. So a lot to get over. The average book size is around ten or eleven hours, which is like my favorite type of book. Like I, I don't like to listen to books less than ten hours long. I don't want to spend a credit on a on a book that's like six hours long. It's too short. So uh, ten hours long. You can get it on an ebook. Uh, it's Whisper Sync ready through Audible, which means you can read the ebook and listen to the book, and they will always be in sync with each other. Uh, so that's nice. Um, it's just an excellent story. Uh, I'm on the third book now. Um, I've been listening to it basically like back to back. Every time I get a second, I'm listening to it, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, one thing I said earlier where it ties into this book is I think this author kind of sees a future where mankind is, is doing gene manipulation. And in this book, they have people or like sub people called genies, and the genies are like bred to – um, do dock work and do very specialized electronic repair and also for sexual for non non VR sexual uh, pleasure. They have female and male uh, whatever's for that. You know, are they like a servant class? Uh, yeah, I would say a servant class. But people, the average Joe doesn't own these people, and they're not owned. The system is devised to keep these people not being slaves. But basically, those people. They, the, the genies, they call them the genies. The genies have contracts, and the contracts are issued out by this uh, genomic resource company, a resource branch of the government, that basically says, okay, here's all the laborers we have, the skilled laborers. Do you want to hire them? You take on their contracts. You take on the contract, and you don't pay them in money because they haven't built in. In this reality, everyone has either a thumb uh, interface for a computer where they can press their computer against a pad and interface with the computer for data transfers. They have two higher levels of interface. They have a, a intracranial interface and a cervical interface at the base of their spine or something like that. That gives them the highest level of, of feedback. They can get neural feedback or something like that with it. These guys don't have that. They don't have any of that. So they can't take money because all the money in this reality is in credits. It's in like <laughs> oddly enough it's in yin uh <laughs> it's in yin that's a whole another part of the book that i'll tell you i'll tell 
No, it's in, it's in yen. It's in like the Japanese yen. So um, they can't get money. Mm. They get paid in labor credits, and they use the labor credits to pay for housing and everything else. So these people, they're grown in vats. Then they come out as a child. They're raised for 12 years till they get their full mature size. And then they're basically like said, oh, you love doing your job. You know, your life is great. All you want to do is your <clears> job. You know how to take care of yourself and pay for the basic needs of, of life. But you work for these people. So they, they, are, they are employees, but they are always under contract by someone. So they're basically slaves. And, like indentured servants? Yeah, basically. and they're, But they hmm. never get out of it. They can never get out of it. So it's kind of like um, in, the la- in the third book, they're battling with, are these people slaves? Is this right? Is this wrong? You know? Um, so it's kind of interesting. They, they, call them, uh, co- they call them constructs, like a, like a human, human construct. And that's how this kind of a nice way to say as yeah, a fucking slave. But uh, it's kind of interesting, the social, like, like how we will, how in real life we'll handle these problems because it's going to happen. Like someone is going to make these things. Someone's going to make it and we're going to be like, hey, this is like great. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. I wanna, Asimo? Huh? Asimo? Well, maybe. I mean, maybe we'll have more robots too if they become sen- sentient. But I doubt if robots become sentient, we'll have other problems, you know. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, take be, over. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me if if you know China made some genetic monsters who were like, you know, se- seven foot tall, four hundred pounds of muscle, but with the brain development of a nine year old. Yeah, and that's what these are basically. Their their IQs are like of a of a four year old or five year old or something like that. So they can do a repetitive task, but they can't like learn more than that. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Um. But yeah, it's 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 very interesting, and um, I guess the author and I was telling Michael about this earlier. The author either is Japanese, was married to a Japanese woman, or is Jap or is Japanese. I guess I just said that, or he lived in Japan for a very long time. He has a very like insane understanding of like Japanese culture and phrases and turns of phrases and nicknames and stuff, because the entire book. The bad guys in the book <laughs> is Japan. So, like the Japanese, I guess after in this book's universe after World War II, Japan, and after the after the Americans went to the moon, this book was back. It was made back in the nineties, by the way. So, um, in the in the nineties, we had not gone back into space seriously to another planet. And in this book, Japan does. They make the effort in like the early 2000s to go and start to be in Mars and all this kind of stuff. And they take over all space industrial, uh, all the space industrial complex. And they kind of take over and they lead the world out into space. And so now everyone is kind of subservient to the empire of Japan. And it's run by a emperor, you know who lives in Japan, Tokyo, greater Tokyo, whatever like that. It's very interesting, honestly, because, you know, they have, this guy has a great understanding of, at least he has the understanding of like what people think the worst qualities of a Japanese person are <laughs> like this kind of like, Oh, you filthy gaijin, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing going on. So it's really good. I, I like it. I think it's a good book. Um, it's very interesting. It's a different take on that kind of stuff. And you go, you never really get, you never really get that in depth into a culture that we have right now, you know what I mean? And a lot of the things that Japanese cult people do is stuff that you're familiar with Japanese people doing in movies and TV shows and stuff like that. And also other things that I Googled and, and Wikipedia stuff that he says, and it's true. So it's pretty interesting. 
Um, he goes into a lot of great depth, uh, and he kind of looks at really dark sides of gene manipulation and robotics and all kinds of stuff. It's very creepy stuff. Uh, one last thing I'll say, because I know I'm getting the weeds about this, but there's a piece of art one of the main characters has, or not one of the sub-characters has, and it's a living human that can hear, but it's about the size of a child, okay? And it doesn't have a head. It has eyes and a mouth, like on its, like a, a, a tiny head, but not a full-size head. So it has eyes and mouth and ears. The mouth is only for, it is, it's just for looks and it just, he doesn't have vocal cords. And the whole thing is that it's in constant agony. And so this living thing just shrieks and it has this noiseless shriek on its face and it's constantly moving. And that's art. Like that's an, it's like, look at the agony that's portrayed in its eyes. You know what I mean? It's like, and the way the guy's explaining it, you're like, oh, it's art, but it's like fucking creepy as fuck. And this guy's, this thing's alive. Like it has a fully developed brain. It can learn, it can hear, you know, and it's just fucking like nightmare fuel. You know, <laughs> this is like <laughs> born into that world as this like fucking living monster who's in constant agony, you know? Um, it's pretty crazy, man. It's it's very interesting about the how they do it. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'm still reading that. I'll probably be reading it next week because I'm going to try to get them all done. So we'll see. Well, it looks like uh, so you said you're in the third book now. Yeah. Looks like there's six books. Six books. There you go. At least. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that looks like a like a good one. A good one to sink your teeth into if you. Yeah. Or dying for some sci-fi there, yeah, so yeah, I'll, I'll have to check that out definitely. Yeah, if you're dying for the silent, tormented screams of genetically augmented children, yeah, basically, mm-hmm. that sounds super dark. Now it's a good read. Thanks, <laughs> it's a good read. <laughs> if you're into into that, if that's your thing. I mean, yeah, no please, judging. Yeah, p- please download the book over uh, over VPN. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. um Evan, you, uh, well, not you, but we were all discussing, uh, some older sci-fi. Yes. I was wondering if you wanted to mention anything about that. Um, well, not necessarily, but, uh, in, in, uh, a private conversation last week, um, Mike and James and I were talking about, uh, Stargate and how awesome the Stargate series was. And, my recommendation was that if you want to get into any of the Stargate television series, um, if you liked the movie and are willing to commit to watching, you know, two or three seasons, uh, go with, uh, Stargate SG one, the original, uh, TV series. If you want the quick sell, but with the realization that you only get, uh, I believe two seasons, go with Stargate universe is filmed very much in the same style as Battlestar Galactica. It's amazing. I think, yeah, I personally think Stargate universe is probably the best series. Although I do love SG one. Um, and then if you feel like it, watch Stargate Atlantis. Um, it wasn't very good. I think it was a, it was, a, it was a, I mean, it was a, it was a, it's a shoddy rehash of of one to SG one in a new universe to try to give you some taste of, you know, try to continue that to give you the taste, to give you your little injection. But I think universe- yeah, it was 
it was a spinoff. Stargate Atlantis was the spinoff from SG one. However, it was mostly plagued with bad actors and rehashed stories and not great enemies. Yeah. But so yeah, if anyone has not watched them, just watch Stargate universe. And if you like that, check out some SG one and uh, then stop. <laughs> Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Also, this Battlefield Earth, Michael's favorite film. It's a treasure of Americana. Uh, unfortunately, I have I saw that movie in the movie theater. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> he thought John Travolta. What could go wrong? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it was a. Uh, you know. I don't know. I, I don't even know what to call it. I didn't know it was going to be what it was. Let me, let me, just, let me just say that. It was Scientologist propaganda. That's what it was. Yeah, oh. I've, I've heard that, although I don't see how. But yeah. You know, yeah, me neither. I'm just whatever. repeating it. <laughs> uh, um, I will say this, though. I did see Superman vs. Batman this week. Don't believe the hype. I thought it was quite good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought Jesse Eisenberg was a genius. I think he played the hell out of the Lex Luthor character. People hated him. People said he's horrible, but he's not the Gene Hackman uh, and, and Spacey um, uh, Lex Luthor. He's a different, new, crazy Lex Luthor, but he does crazy so well that you're like, I don't know what to believe. I don't know. I can't believe in what he's saying. And he just, he eats up the role. Um, so he's, he's a very good actor. He is. He's a very good actor. Honestly, I'd still dislike him because of... Uh, because of the Facebook movie, because I just feel like he's an asshole. I'm like, hey, look what he did that Spanish guy. Like, that's how I feel. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, is he really, you know, like every time I think about it, every time I see Mark Zuckerberg, I see his face because he so sold me on it. So, and that wasn't even an accurate perfect pr- prediction of what um, happened. But anyway, that's beyond the, the point. The movie was good. Um, um, before, before we move off of that too quickly, since you mentioned that Spanish guy, I do believe that uh that spanish guy recently uh within the past few years denounced his us citizenship in an in an effort to evade 700 yeah. million dollars in back taxes absolutely yeah <laughs> so absolutely. fuck that guy yeah exactly he's a monster he's he, oh, he's he a citizen of the dutch antilles now or something probably he's not a great person and he is also uh apparently a huge dick and the reason he was fired from facebook was because he was just not good at his job that's what I heard. That's what I was. That's what they kind of said after, well, after the fact. And a lot of people kind of come out and said, "Yeah, he was he was let go because he was very bad. He was a very bad, you know, marketing guy." So, you know, it is what it is. But, but yeah, I mean, Batman vs Superman was good. It wasn't like the movie. It's not the movie. It's not the superhero movie of the year. But it's a nice dark take on the superhero genre it is long and they do you know people complain because they said oh they squeeze like six movies into one um i think what they're trying to do is compete with marvel in a very quick way and set up all the future stuff because they want to unlike marvel which sometimes you'll watch a marvel movie and you'll say okay did they make this with the last movie in mind or did they make the last movie with this movie in mind so a lot of times it turns out that they said that that, that 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 they will shoehorn some other piece of material into the current movie to make you believe that it was somehow connected to the last movie. Um, mm-hmm. Marvel does that a lot. In this movie, 
you can tell they made this movie with the concept that they were going to make three or four or six other movies about other characters and also have a lot of people, um, a lot of new characters show up in these movies and they're going to connect the dots and they wanted to give you the groundwork right away. So I feel like you're going to walk into the next movies very prepared and very interested. Um, people complained. I don't, I think it's BS, man. I, I thought the only person who I thought was weak was uh, the guy who plays Superman and he's weak because he didn't get to do his thing like he did in, I guess the last movie he was in, Khalid Kavivel, Kevil, whatever his name is. Um, in the first, in his first Superman movie, I thought, okay, this guy's pretty good. He's like really kind of kicked it off. But um, now he's sitting there next to freaking what's it call it, who plays Batman, and he plays the hell out of the role. I mean, he's like this angsty, angry Batman who's like, uh, who's like just freaking lifting weights and getting huge, and you know, <laughs> and he's like, and and you put Kevil, Kevil, whatever his name is, you put Superman against this guy. Um, and the two, one actor just outshines the other and Superman looks like wooden, you know? So that I thought was not great, but I mean, they didn't give Superman enough, honestly. Uh, I heard a lot of feedback that said Ben Affleck played a terrific Bruce Wayne, yeah, which is very good to hear. Yeah. Um, but also a lot of people seemed to be upset because he, Batman like killed people and apparently yeah. he, you know, he swore not to do that. Even though uh, in one of the early Michael Keaton Batman films, he shoves sticks of dynamite down a bad guy's pants, kicks him into a, a cave and it blows up. So people forget about that. And also, uh, I believe in the comic books that he renounces his no killing after uh, Robin gets murdered. Yeah, and I think Which this is the a brief sample of yeah, in the movie. Apparently. Exactly, I think this is the post Robin getting killed, uh, Batman. And and the thing is, people don't realize this is not a reset to the whole Batman universe. This is basically they're saying this is Batman post several dozen years, or not several dozen years, but like at least twelve or fifteen years of being Batman and dealing with all the shenanigans in Gotham. So now he's basically hardened. He's freaking like kind of beaten down he's like kind of broken and he just doesn't have any patience for any of this bullshit he's like i'm gonna fucking do what i have to do you know and he's and he's and in the movie he's branding guys you know what i mean he's just branding guys and he's just doing what he has to do to survive and look let's be straight okay the whole comic book no killing thing is bullshit okay it's bullshit it's the stupidest thing in the world and if you watched uh daredevil which i don't think any of you guys have seen it but daredevil on netflix is amazing the Daredevil character on Netflix is put against uh, the Punisher character. And the Punisher character, basically, everyone knows the Punisher kills people. Like, that's what he does. He just fucking kills people. He uses guns, bombs, knives, whatever, his boots, his fists, and he kills people. So you weighing, they're weighing the Punisher against the Daredevil. Daredevil's like, I'm not going to kill anybody. Killing's wrong. And the Punisher, he's just fucking shooting guys in the head. And the Punisher basically comes to Daredevil and says, look. You can just keep doing this, but guess what? These same animals are going to keep coming back. They're going to get out of jail, and they're going to come back and do it again, okay? Because they think they're going to keep getting away with it. I'm not going to let them. He said, if they, he's like, if they come back and do it, I'm going to kill them. If they, if they, if they, when I catch them, they're dead, you know? And I hate to say it, but dude, I don't have a problem with that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have a problem with that. And I think that's a realistic viewpoint on crime. 
You know, if you're a vigilante, stop trying to catch guys and be like, I'm going to keep people alive. No, they're going to come back and they're going to fucking kill you. You know, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. They're going to come. They'll be gunning for you now. You know, so I don't know. Yeah. I think that whole thing is like people live in this comic book fantasy world where they're like, Batman shouldn't kill people. No, if you're the Dark Knight and you're throwing razor sharp batterings around, guess what? You're freaking aiming for people's throats and stuff. That's what you're doing. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not like, I'm going to brain him and lock him out and then tie him up with my bat rope and then put him on the bat elevator and bat fucking bone him in his bat butthole. You're not going to do that. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I went down a little bat rant there. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well, with all that said, um, I think we're going to wrap this up. Uh, as always, we appreciate your feedback. If you want to leave a comment on our website, iopanelpodcast.com or email feedback at iopanelpodcast.com or get in contact with us individually on Facebook. We, uh, we welcome your comments and if you have any requests, um, we'll try to take care of them or address them in the future. Yeah. All right, well. and uh, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna put the Patreon info up there, right, uh, Evan? Yep, the Patreon, aka uh, my checking account information, so you can deposit money just directly mm-hmm. into it. Yep. Um. <laughs> well, maybe we should look into Patreon, though. Seriously, so maybe we'll look into that this week and see what we can do to offer you guys something. People who want to donate to us something special for doing it, you know, through the whole Patreon system. So it'd be pretty interesting. We'll see. Maybe we can do that. Um, okay. So anyway, guys, as always, it's a pleasure. Um, we look forward to talking to you guys next week about new wonderful things. Um, Michael, Evan, anything? Nope. Just keep those, keep those savages off my land. Oh, gosh. On that note, we're out. <laughs> <laughs>